thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And it's late at night. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I'm and in bed. <laughs> Kim and Cindy are lying in bed. I'm Not together. In... <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. I'm locked away in my room, all secret squirrel, while everybody in my house has gone to bed, including the fluffy ones. And we have the most extraordinary man joining us on today's podcast, which is why we're prepared to go to the ends of the earth, stay up to all hours of 8.30 and (laughs) bring this man to you, share this man with you. He's amazing, amazing. And I'm not going to tell you too much because I think that's just going to steal the thunder. But I want you to know that we have a man apparently who has five children, didn't know what was causing it according to Kimmy. I don't know where she was at that time. But we've also got an amazing man who's a doctor of chiropractic, and we've also got an author on Up for a Chat. Welcome, welcome, Dr. Wayne Todd. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Uh, good evening, ladies. A man, a few words. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I'm not in bed. I'm, I just got home from the office and uh, busy day. So uh, happy to happy to uh, chat and. Um, Give you some of my uh, pearls of wisdom if uh, if it's worth anything. Oh well, I'm sitting with my legs crossed and my fingers together. I'm in the position of Zen. <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know quite where you were going with that one, there, Dick. Yeah, yeah, I was a bit so worried there are, too. Right? <laughs> I was absolutely worried about that one. You see, well, now, uh, no, there was I, no intention of that. It's just you filthy, filthy minds. That's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it, it would be really good to know that um, Wayne is actually a very, very close friend of mine. In actual fact, I call him girlfriend. Oh. And it's because Wayne and I, we, like our families have holidayed together and had fun together. And um, Wayne and I are always in the kitchen at parties, aren't we, Wayne? We are. And we are cooking we up are, a storm. We are cooking up a storm. And Wayne's wife, Angela, and my husband are talking business. It's and that's why he's my girlfriend and Angela's my husband's boyfriend. So that's the way it goes. But apart <laughs> that's from hilarious, yeah, I know it is hilarious. But and we and that, we go for walks in the morning, and I bring you juice in bed in the morning. Yeah. Oh, that's a bit special. <laughs> Good Lord, uh, <laughs> uh, it's very special. It's very special. And we've known each other for gosh, 25, 30 years, Wayne. Oh no, don't yeah. say that. That's scary. That is really uh, yeah, scary. Yeah, the, the latter, I think, 30 would be it, mm. yes, at least. Mm. I think we're getting to that point now. But mm. I like I um, I just adore what Wayne um, is doing. Wayne's committed to patients. He's committed to his clients. He's committed in a way that he just loves going into the practice. He's one of those chiropractors that heads into the practice because that's what he loves to do, not because he has to do it, but that's where he wants to be. And over the last 30 years of practice, is it 30 years, Wayne, of practice? Yeah, 28. 28. Yeah, after 28 years in practice, he's obviously seeing uh, signs of of things that are happening with people that um, he has connected the dots. You're a diplomat in neurology. 
you never stop studying. And he gave me a book um, that he wrote for me to read. Uh, was I think it was earlier this year. I couldn't put it down. I was I sat at the table, at the kitchen table, not in bed. I sat at the kitchen table and read and read and read this book. And uh, the name of the book is called The SD Protocol. So I think the first thing that I really want to talk about, Wayne, is what does SD stand for? Um, and can you give us a summary of how you came up with what was happening with your clients? Yeah, sure, Cindy. Happy to. SD stands for Sympathetic Dominance. And we didn't call the book Sympathetic Dominance because it sometimes are too big words to get people's head around. But essentially, SD protocol is we've come up with a whole simple list of things that we can do to help calm down someone's sympathetic nervous system. So the sympathetic nervous system is part of what we call the autonomic nervous system in the body. And the autonomic nervous system is that part of our nervous system that controls everything in our body that happens automatically that we don't have to think about. So digesting food, reproduction, all of those things that happen, sweating, that happen without us having to think about it. What happens when um, someone is stuck in that sympathetic mode, in other words, they're in fight or flight mode, some might like to call it stress, sustained stress. Stress is important. Stress is important for um, survival, and we need that to keep us functioning and keep us alive when we're in a stressful situation. But when when that sympathetic dominance status stays there for a long period of time, it creates a whole cascade of events and problems that the body has to deal with. So what, what we see is when the sympathetic nervous system is wound up, the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the other part of the, the balancing act in that autonomic nervous system, that is suppressed. And the parasympathetic nervous system controls our digestive system, our reproductive system, and our immune system. And sustained sympathetic wind-up causes suppression of those other really vital aspects of, of functioning. And, and what we've done is we've put together how to identify when someone is in a state of sympathetic wind-up and then address the cascade of events that take place in their body. Um, but what, what's really neat is that um, we can look at someone and we can pretty much tell them what's going on with them without them having to give us any of their history and we can fairly easily predict what their health history has been in the past as well, um, which is really, really powerful when we're interacting with, with patients and um, giving them the tools to actually get them out of that downward spiral that they may well be in health-wise. Wayne, how can you tell what's wrong with somebody? Explain that to me. Well, Without them giving okay, you... let's, let's, just, let's just, I'll give you an example. Um, I had a a, a, a mum uh, brought in her three kids for me to see and um, she travelled three hours to, to come and see me and she wanted to get some food sensitivity blood testing done with these children because they had learning difficulties and, and one of them was in the in the autism spectrum and she'd heard that, you know, it, some of those things may be affected by food sensitivities that could be causing inflammation in their nervous system. This family had regular has regular care and um, by a, another practitioner in in Melbourne, three hours drive away from, from us, and she said, look, I just want to get these blood tests done for the kids. There's nothing wrong with me, but while I'm here, can you check me as well? And uh, I said, sure, no problems. So that was her intro. There was nothing wrong with me. So when I, I looked at her, looked at her posture, we could see that she was in what, what I call the fight and flight posture. So we could see her shoulders were slightly rounded forward, ready to fight, and her head was slightly dropped forward, ready to run. 
So what I said to her was, I said, just um, correct me if I'm wrong, but do you get shoulder and neck muscle tightness that gets worse as the day progresses? Do your shoulders feel like cement? Are you slightly sensitive to light and noise? Do you find that you have to have the curtains pulled in the room at night? And if you're in a hotel room and you had a bright alarm clock, you'd have to cover it over or pull the plug on that because that light would annoy you. Do you get headaches that get worse as the day progresses? Do you sleep lightly? Do you have vivid dreams? Do you feel slightly anxious and or depressed? Do you feel have digestive upsets? Do you feel a bit bloated, a bit rumbly, grumbly in the tummy? Possibly have high blood pressure? Do you have problems with inflammation and joints? Do you have digestive issues, particularly gallbladder problems? Do you feel cold, tired, have difficulty losing weight, have dry skin, brittle nails? And do you have hormonal imbalances? Particularly, do you get heavy periods? Are your periods closer together? Um, do you have mid-cycle spotting? And, uh, at, and this yeah, point, at that point, you actually said maybe you should be put out to pasture. No. <laughs> And at that, at, that point, um, <laughs> at that point, she had tears rolling down her cheeks and she said, how did you know all of that about me? She said, the only thing that, that I don't have is I don't have the hormonal problems and I don't have problems with, with my period. And I said, oh, so do you have a marina coil or are you on the pill? And she said, oh, I've got a marina coil. I said, was it because of all those reasons that you got the marina coil? Did you have heavy periods? And she said, yes, exactly. So at that time there was more tears. Um, so she had, she said, all of these things that you just described, I've had, but I've told them to people, and they just think that that's normal for me. So I thought I was going crazy. I thought it was a bit of a hypochondriac. But are you telling me that all of these things are related? So all of those things that we talked about are associated with suppression of that parasympathetic nervous system. So suppression of the digestive system, the reproductive system, and suppression of the immune system. So we've worked out when that happens, how do we pattern interrupt that? How do we change that? And so what did you do? Because <laughs> I'm thinking, so okay, so how do you do that? Essentially what we need to do is we need to look at that whole physical, chemical and emotional balance in each individual and work out what their priorities are and assist them at each one of those sides of the triangle. So we know that it's vital to get the digestive system functioning and we know that we need to remove sensitive foods from the diet. We know that we need to get that gut lining healed um, so that, that we can minimise inflammation within that person's system from a chemical side of the triangle, get them eating whole foods and remove pesticides and herbicides and other toxins from their, their diet to actually help improve their chemical balance. We know that we have to improve the physical side of the triangle and that's from a chiropractic perspective we can have a huge impact on helping change posture particularly that posture that's associated with fight and flight and then there's also the emotional side of the triangle as well that that certainly needs to be addressed with most people um, and most people you know would say I'm not stressed I'm not out of control but when you look at people's lifestyles and the the busyness that we're in it might mean that they would benefit from doing some daily meditation it might mean that they would benefit from um, getting themselves out of a, a stressful relationship or improving and getting you know minimizing the stress in a relationship or maybe they're in a job that they absolutely hate and they've got ongoing stress and tension so it's working out that balance with those particular individuals some people you know you can work 
feverishly on their chemical side of the triangle, get their diet sorted out, get their gut lining sorted out, work on their physical side of the triangle, improve their exercise, reduce their postural stress. But then you find out they're in an abusive relationship at home. or So you could be working on those two sides of the triangle till the cows come home, but their main priority might well be that emotional side of the triangle. So mm. it's trying to work out what that individual's priorities are. And more often than not, it's working on all sides of the triangle at once that will make a huge difference to changing people's lives. So can I ask the question then, the sympathetic dominance, is that kind of like a term given to how we now put autoimmune disease, we put a whole lot of different um, things that are related obviously to autoimmunity into one thing. Is sympathetic dominance the same thing by linking the gut? Yeah, Absolutely, absolutely. Um, autoimmune disorders, there's now more than 80 um, diagnosable autoimmune disorders where the body is basically attacking itself. And there's really only two causes of an autoimmune disorder, and it's a combination of you either have elevated inflammation in the body and or reduced ability to counter that inflammation. So if your um, own natural production of cortisone is reduced. Cortisone is derived from cortisol, uh, which we release from our adrenal glands. And if your adrenals are exhausted over a period of time and your production of cortisol is reduced, then your own production of cortisone is reduced. So your ability to fight inflammation is not as good as it could be. But you could also have elevated inflammation in the body, which is contributing to that autoimmune disorder. Usually it's a combination of both that will contribute to that body attacking itself. Mm. Wow. Mm. And so, and so, what are the things around sympathetic dominance? I know you've mentioned all those things going on, but is there one of two things going on within that that you could look at it and diagnose from that point of view as well? Uh, I'm not following. So, if, if, with regard to a particular autoimmune disorder, are you, do you mean? Well, you just said that most autoimmune 80, 80 diseases or 80 conditions are now associated to autoimmune. And that yes. can be caused through an inflammation or a lack of ability to decrease the inflammation. That's right. Yes. With your sympathetic dominance, looking at gut, posture, hormone and nervous system, is there an easy go-to way of looking at it, that as a framework of issues? Absolutely. As a framework, absolutely. When you're in sympathetic overdrive mode and you're, you're in that constant state of fight or flight, your adrenals after a period of time become exhausted and you don't produce the necessary substrates to produce the the anti-inflammatories in your body yourself. So if we can actually reduce that sympathetic drive in that individual and calm the sympathetic nervous system down, allow the parasympathetic nervous system to work more normally, um, you would see a certainly an increased ability to fight that inflammation, as the body should do when it's functioning normally. Um, and it, it, there's a whole, there's all these redundancy systems built in within our hormonal system and nervous system and, and our physical body um, that when one system falls over, that it tends to be a cascade of effects that takes place. Uh, for instance, when you um, have that constant sympathetic drive, fight or flight, it's really not important that you'd be falling pregnant at that point in time. So ovulation is suppressed. And when ovulation is, is suppressed, uh, we can develop polycystic ovarian syndrome, go through anovulatory cycles. When you're not ovulating regularly, you're not producing enough progesterone or much progesterone at all. So then what happens is our estrogen levels will tend to escape. And we, we know that when estrogen levels are high, 
what that does is it can inhibit the thyroid from functioning as well as it should. High estrogen levels actually cause the um, reduction in the ability for thyroxine to bind to cell receptors, uh, and it also reduces the ability to convert um, inactive uh, T4 hormone, T4 thyroid hormone into the active form T3. So elevated estrogen causes suppression of thyroid function and your thyroid, your pituitary gland in your brain tells the thyroid to work harder so the thyroid gets bigger. People wonder why um, they're having you know, significant flow-on effects with an under-functioning thyroid and they've got anovulatory cycles, inability to fall pregnant. It's all, it's all linked. The whole lot is, is, is linked mm. together. Um, also, when, we, when, we, um, our, when we're running from a lion, we need to have sugar so that our cells can function. So we, it's an advantage that we have high blood sugar, so insulin tends to not work so well. Insulin is necessary to actually allow sugar to be um, stored in our body, so we become insulin resistant to maintain a higher blood sugar level. So um, someone in a state of long-term sympathetic dominance can lead to a pre-diabetic state as well. So the, all of those systems are, are linked and intertwined, and when one thing happens and something falls over, we tend, tend to see a cascade of effects that take place. Um, and what I've attempted to do in the in the book is to make it easy for the average person to understand with no uh, medical knowledge how all of those systems are intertwined and work together and knowing the particular areas of the brain that control the sympathetic nervous system, we can work out how to actually help control and dampen those areas of the, the brain that are wound up when we're in that state of constant fight or flight. Wow, this sounds amazing. You know, I'm, I'm listening to every word you're saying. I'm hanging off every word mm. because adrenal fatigue has been following me for many, many moons. And, um, you know, all the things that you're saying, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing myself in them, not necessarily in, in, in 100% of them, but I'd say in about 95% I'm hearing myself. <laughs> you no doubt would have had the same response from a lot of women particularly. Huge, Huge number of um, women and and guys. Um, you know, I, there's certainly women are a lot more uh, susceptible to um, hormonal issues, and particularly progesterone and estrogen balance. And we don't see that uh, in males at, certainly as much. Um, but when a male is under a constant state of stress, um, we need to to produce that that stress hormone cortisol, it, we require cholesterol. Cholesterol is the primary building block for cortisol. So what we have is what's called a, a cortisol steel pathway or a pregnenolone steel pathway is the more technical term. But when we're under stress, we need to produce more cholesterol to produce the, the stress hormone um, cortisol. And so it that, that cholesterol is shuttled into producing cortisol and it's taken away from the production of testosterone and progesterone in females, testosterone in males. So when males are under stress, they tend to lose their drive, their stamina, their sex drive is reduced, their strength is reduced because their testosterone production is reduced because that cholesterol has been taken to produce cortisol instead, the stress hormone. Um, but I, you know, if I could give you a one of the, the case studies that in in the book that I've written is a, is a story um, of a fellow by the name of Rob. Rob um, came in to see me. He was a, a, a um, air traffic controller in the Air Force, and he was based in Iraq. 
uh, for seven months. And uh, prior to coming to see me, he, he was there seven years before in Iraq and uh, came in to see me because he had severe numbness and tingling in one arm and uh, with what we call thoracic outlet syndrome where the nerves down his arm were being compressed. And uh, when I looked at him, I didn't know his history and background and so I looked at the physical reason that he came in but I asked him, did he sleep lightly? Did he have vivid dreams? What was his digestive system like? And we went through all those questions and he, the answer was yes to all of the above, had all these other issues and problems because he was stuck in that sympathetic drive mode and he was suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. When I talked to him about his um, seven-month stint in Iraq, the Australian uh, Air Force was put in control of air traffic control at Baghdad International Airport and there was 400 flights a day in and out of Baghdad Airport uh, with no radar and that was all done with binoculars and manually basically so a stressful environment in that situation and I said where did you um, sleep where was the accommodation oh the, we stayed in the in the tower at Baghdad International Airport he said which was a huge palace this huge big glass building and the office buildings in the lower levels were converted into dorm rooms and uh, they when they weren't on on duty in the um, air traffic control room they were placed on sniper duty out on um, on barricades around the top of the tower because there was snipers picking them off in the tower, so it was a fairly stressful environment to be in. And he, I said, so did they have a mess tent in um, in this tower? And he said, no, they had to travel to the American compound, which was seven kilometres away. And so three times a day, there was flat jackets, helmets, and armoured convoys to go and have your meal, and then come back to the glass house uh, for seven months. And um, so you could imagine that uh, he was probably suffering from a little bit of uh, stress around that. But when we started working with him to improve his posture but also improve his gut, we started meditating to actually calm his brain down. His wife phoned me three weeks after he began care and she said, I just want to thank you for giving me my husband back. And I said, what do you mean? She said, well, I have him back. It's the first time he's been back home in seven years. He's now not sitting up in bed eight times a night wanting to strangle someone and punch someone. He's actually resting. He's sleeping. He's actually now laughing, and I have my husband back. So thank you. Um, and so, you know, we see stories like that all the time when we can really truly work on someone calming the sympathetic nervous system down. Mm. So, you know, the sympathetic wind-up does not only affect females, it affects males as well, but the hormonal flow-on effects have a significantly greater impact in females. So can I ask a question, um, Wayne? If I, I've been through, I'm not saying it's me personally, I'm just going to say I've, I'm absolutely strung out as a woman, I'm running a business, I've got kids, um, I'm full-on, I've just had some maybe some news that, you know, that someone's passed away in the family or something's going on and you're just, you're totally under the pump. What would be the first thing that you would be, how would you treat um, that adrenal fatigue or someone that's really stressed? Like what, what's the post? The, we need to look at those three sides of the triangle. So firstly, you need to get diet sorted out and get the, the gut lining sorted out. And 
get that gut lining healed because when there's been long-term sympathetic wind-up, that gut lining becomes semi-porous and we develop a leaky gut membrane. So we've got to heal that membrane. We've got to remove offensive foods from the diet that that person could be reacting to. But obviously we've got to clean, you know, Cindy, we're not talking anything new here. What You know, you've been singing hmm. for so many years. We've got to get back to basic foods and re- remove irritants from our diet, remove pesticides and herbicides and processed foods and wheat and there's a whole gamut of things that we do to improve that. So we've got to look at that. We've got to um, change that person's So, so, so just before you go on, just before you go on from there, Wayne, um, mm-hmm. is it, so just so that I can get this really clear, you're basically saying get clean. So would you be saying eat Yes, good absolutely, fat, get clean. Get, a little get bit the, of protein the, and lots of greens. Yes, absolutely, from a dietary perspective. Um, but then you, what I also do to really fine-tune the process, I send people for a, an IgG food sensitivity blood test, uh, which just says it's 93 different foods, and we work out if there is any particular basic food groups that that person might be reacting to where those foods may well be leaking through your digestive membrane in very small microscopic quantities but causing an immune response in that person's um, bloodstream, and we get the release of inflammatory markers, which then will attack other tissues in the body. So once we identify what foods that person has leaking through the digestive membrane, pull those foods from the diet, it reduces generalised inflammation in the body. Then we've got to heal the gut lining, get that sorted, remove other chemical irritants, you know, underarm deodorants and um, perfumes, aftershaves, all those sort of things that we Personal care products, yeah. Product, all of that to help improve, and that's the, the chemical aspect. Then we look at the, the, the physical um, and phys- more on chemical side of things. What I would additionally recommend for people is to make a, from a nutrient and supplement perspective to assist adrenal function is magnesium is hands down vital and essential for people. They will be magnesium deficient when their adrenals are under-functioning or when their adrenals are exhausted. So magnesium supplementation um, and also the herb called withania. Uh, withania is one of the very few adaptogens which stimulates and supports adrenal function. So that will help to rebuild um, adrenal uh, function and, and get those adrenals working better, those two supplements. Um, then we would also look at the, the physical side of the triangle from a chiropractic perspective. We employ specific adjustments when those practitioners who are, tr- are trained and know how to actually correct that that postural pattern. Um, there's very simple, very specific um, corrections that we can make that will help make it easier for people to change their posture. So we get them lying on posture correction devices like a, a whole posture pole to actually change their upper back posture and reduce that sympathetic wind up. Um, we get them doing other specific exercises that will help to retrain uh, their posture. Then there's that emotional side of the triangle as well um, and getting that minimised and you know if someone as you said before the busy mum and business and what a hectic lifestyle trying to work out how they might be able to put into some place some strategies which may help minimise the stress in their life from that perspective getting their husband or partner or spouse to assist more with kids or changing their work schedule working at different times of the day or trying to work out how they may minimise that stress component but and employing some meditation to help calm that busy brain down. But it's a combination of all of it, not just one thing. There's no one magic panacea that we find. The more of those aspects of the sides of the triangle that people work on, the quicker things will change and calm down. 
are people open to this? I mean, if you turn around and tell an incredibly stressful, menopausal, full-on, unbelievable woman to do all of these things, you might be lucky to still be alive when she starts telling you all of these things. <laughs> so I'm just wondering, like, it's, it's massive. Be very so, afraid of the woman with menopause. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, no, I find, you know, when you when you can address and identify a number of issues that people have been having without them telling you about it and you're going, oh, my God, this is me. How did you know that? And is there an answer? What can we do? How can we help? Most people are extremely open to what they can do. They're at the end of their tether usually too, aren't they? They're what, sorry? At the end of their tether. Absolutely, absolutely. They've often been in in this situation for years, Years and years. So if they can see some light at the end of the tunnel, and it's so rewarding to see people change. We can you can see people change in a in a few weeks. It doesn't usually take well, terribly long at all. Well, that's the thing that I'm hearing. I mean, we, that we've done nearly 140 podcasts, uh, Wayne, and and to be honest, what we're hearing from you is not new amongst the way we all talk and the different people that we've had on the show. I wouldn't be surprised that you wouldn't get a very quick reaction given those quick instantaneous things you can bring in that have such a powerful effect on the body what what's it like i mean is, are you getting these sort of symptoms in young people as well is it is yeah. it a is it a mainly female is it like what's the whole conglomerate looking like it, it's it's now younger and you know our modern technology is certainly not helping um our technology with ipads and phones and computers, laptops, none of which are ergonomically designed appropriately. Um, and it's, it's certainly creating a constant feedback loop to the brain to wind that sympathetic nervous system up. People going to the gym, how many people go to the gym and what muscle groups do they focus on by doing push-ups, bench presses, pec decks, boxing classes? They're all working on their upper body front muscle groups, which is firing up those front the the anterior muscle groups that are telling the body to get into that fight posture, fight and flight posture. It's just reinforcing the whole sympathetic wind-up. So we need to actually change that exercise paradigm, start stretching those front muscle groups, toning up the extensors, getting them to do ergo, rowing machine, um, or rhomboid extension work, just minimising the, the work on the pecs, stretching those muscle groups. And then people go, ah, that makes sense, when mm. we can explain how it's all, all related. And the more aspects of it that you work on, the, the greater you'll see change. And that's the, the thing that, um, you know, what prompted me to write the book was being demanded upon by a, a number of patients. You've got to write a book, you've got to write a book, you need to explain this to more people. So... Um, I thought of writing the book and I'd be all done, but it's actually going a bit nutso now. So um, <laughs> the, the, the workload is uh, looking like it's um, getting greater for me. And uh, a number of times throughout this journey of preparing, getting the information together, I thought, why am I doing this? This is so much time. I just enjoy my seeing my patients and having a happy life. But then the next day I go to practice and you have people break down in tears. Thank you. You saved my life. It's turned me around. It's like I can't not do this. Mm. I can't not do it and then train other practitioners to be able to do this work and help hundreds of thousands of people. How did you oh. – <laughs> I was going to say, how did you figure all of this out? Wayne, how did how did you become the um, how how did you get to understand all of this? Um, there's he's a nerd. A lot of this, 
He's a nerd, he is. A lot of this work is not new um, and a lot of this yeah. work, but it's not been put together before and how it's all linked. A lot of people focusing on one particular area on another area, but working out that they're all linked. I did a, a um, postgraduate functional neurology training which taught me how specific area of the areas of the brain work um, and the areas of the brain particularly that control the sympathetic nervous system and how it's wound up. But then also um, looking at and focusing on the digestive system and working out, yeah, that's all related. And then, you know, I, we have had a, um, a holistic uh, environmental GP working in our practice for over 10 years specialising in natural hormonal balancing and, and seeing the work that he was doing and interacting with patients and, and I'm thinking, no, that's related to that and it's all related. And when patients, you know, come in and present with weird and wonderful problems, I'm a bit of a, you know, I am a bit of a nerd. I've got to stay up until two in the morning researching how that works and what can make it better and change. And then you start to come across lots of dawnings. It's like, yeah, it's all related. The whole damn thing uh, is connected. Uh, and so it's putting that together in, in a package that people can understand well i'm intrigued that you got five kids in amongst all of that as well i'm just saying <laughs> so yeah good good work yeah. there Wade. um can i also ask you a question around um it's the, with the chiropractic side of things would that be a recommendation of would you be seeing them twice a week over a certain period of time is it more than that is it less than that on top of everything as well uh, with a, from a chiropractic perspective, let's say that someone had never had chiropractic care before and they presented to the, my office and that had all of these issues that we talked about and, and let's say they were a person in their mid-40s. Um, to change that pattern, if they've had a significant postural pattern, you may need to uh, initially see that person a few times close together to get that pattern to change. So we might adjust someone a couple of times in the week for two or three weeks and then you'll see that postural pattern starting to change if they're doing the work at home, the home routines, home exercises. Then you would adjust them less, so you might adjust them once a week for two or three weeks and they become more stable after a week and then you'd continually doing the exercise, you'd see them less and less frequently would they need to see you in the office to a point where they, should they choose to, if they wanted to maintain that optimal function uh, from a physical perspective, that person might well be checked on, say, a once-a-month basis preventatively should they choose to do that. Um, but initially they may need to be seen a few times to get that physical pattern to change. Doing that in conjunction with everything else, with the chemicals side of things and the, the gut function and um, mindset, um, you, you'll see significant improvement. But that getting specific adjustments to change that, that postural pattern is, we've seen, integral in getting that quick change in people. And, and you use that um, tool, don't you? That um, that, that, um, that they, they use, yeah, where they, they use at night and um, or during the day, just when they're laying down, which I think you know just helps so so much to help. Oh, them the posture, posture bring pole, those shoulders like, back. Yeah, that yeah, pole. Absolutely. If you, <laughs> that it's, a pole, like, it's like a half foam roller is another name for it. You ladies may have seen them in gyms. Um, mm. They're about a bit over, like yeah. a meter and a half long a half foam roller, uh, if you had, say, three big beach towels, lay them one on top of the other, roll them into a big long roll, you'd lie on that as an option as well with your head on it, your tailbone on it, knees bent, feet flat, palms up. It just allows your shoulders to drop open and opens up that whole upper thoracic area, um, mm. the upper back area, the chest area, and helps to stretch that and helps to change the posture. Oh, I'm stretching as we're talking. 
The simplest exercise I get people to do throughout the day is to, when they're standing or sitting, imagine that they have a hook screwed into their sternum or their chest bone. They have a, a cable with a huge helium balloon that's actually lifting them up off the ground by their chest, by the centre of their chest, which takes the chest up and out, shoulders back, the chin comes in a little bit, and you'll actually feel your buttock muscles contract as your pelvis gets pushed forward, which will reduce um, that lower back curve as well and help take the tension off the lower back. One of the things that we commonly see with someone who's in that forward head posture, rounded shoulders, so that that person doesn't fall over, the body compensates by increasing the lower back curve, which increases the sway in the lower back, which then rams those joints together at the base of the spine and they get chronic lower back pain as well right across the belt line area. So when you change the upper back posture, you'll change the posture in the lower back and that upper back posturing is purely protective, fight and flight. And it's just that primitive reflexic underlying area of the nervous system to keep us safe and keep us protected that's firing. And that happens without conscious thought. So we've got to pattern interrupt that and change that pattern. Makes a lot of sense. I'm sitting here the whole time just nodding my head going, yes, yes, yes. I see, I see, said the blind man. This makes so much sense. Mm. And that's that's what we're finding now. This, the book we've only had back from the printers about three weeks. So oh, um, right. I'm, now, I'm now getting um, patients coming in who've read the book this last week only. And what we're seeing is they're going, thank you so much for writing the book. I now understand what you were talking about and it makes so much sense. And they're coming in and buying copies of the book to give to friends and other people that they know who have got all these issues going on because it's so commonplace. But they said it's easy to understand. Now I know why it's really important to change my posture. Now I know why. Um, and now I know why it's important to get my gut sorted out. I was eating really well and I sort of went off the wagon and now I'm back on it. I've got to get that sorted. I've got to get that because that's why I'm having issues with fertility or whatever the case may be. And what's the whole thing with the, the red lenses as a part of the whole protocol? Yeah, that's one of the, the things <laughs> that we get people to do is um, when one of the areas in that brainstem is wound up, it's our primary receptive neurons for light input. So when light comes, we, when we're running from a line, we need to be really visually ac acutely aware. So we're, we'll be really sensitive to light and very sensitive to sound. So one way in which we can dampen light input to that area and calm that area of the brain down is if we imagine a, a colour spectrum of a rainbow, red at one end of the spectrum, that wavelength of light is a very long, slow wavelength and blue at the other end of the spectrum is a high-frequency wavelength. So if we put a red filter in front of our eyes, everything coming back into that area of the brain has a long, slow, calming wavelength. So it could be red tinsel paper, but it, we, we've had specifically made red lenses which will help to dampen the light input to that area of the brainstem. And the more of those specific areas of the brainstem that calm down, the whole lot will calm down. Um, I've made a, a simple analogy in the book of a, a four-wheel drive with five kids sitting in the back and each one of those kids in the back of the four-wheel drive is a different nuclei that's responsible for different aspects of our fight and flight. So one of those kids is responsible for light input, one's responsible for sound input, one is responsible for our whole sympathetic nervous system activation and firing up 
muscle tension, muscle tightness to get us ready to fight and flight. So in all of those kids, if one of them's activated, they're all activated. It's like one in the back of the car going, Mom, he's looking at me, she's biting me, he's staring at me. When one gets <laughs> agitated, they, they all get wound up. So if we can help to calm one of them down, two of them down, then the rest of them start to calm down. We calm most of them down. The whole lot becomes a calm car. So the mum and the dad in the front seat of the car are the left and right sides of the brain, the higher cortex, and their role is to constantly dampen those kids in the back of the car. So Without valium. I usually reach around and give the closest knee a horse bite, whoever it is. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> you haven't tried that? No, well, I don't have kids, but I remember getting those. Yeah. I bet and you got a lot a good, yeah. I did. It's I always a good trick because you, you put, the as the driver, you put your left hand back into through the middle of the car and the kids know it's coming, so they'll all shimmy over to the right to the sides of the car, but you trick them and you put your right hand back and grab the one closest to the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hey. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know what's really interesting is – um, just talking about the rose-coloured glasses, you know, we all talk about rose-coloured glasses, but if you look at daylight, is the blue light is is the main light, and if you look at night as hunter-gatherers or in through our evolution, we would have had firelight, which was that red-orange colour. Absolutely. So that, that was our time to calm down. That was usually when we'd stopped our hunting and our gathering and our need to be aware. We may have been in a within a cave and that was the light that that helped calm us down and what I love about your whole protocol um it it is all about us looking at the way we evolved and getting back to calming ourselves down instead of being in that flight or flight which is stress Yes, absolutely. And when you talk about that that red light, I mean, you may have spoken on other podcasts about Flux. Um, yes, Flux. Software mm. that you can download to your computer, which oh, yeah, changes, too. Yeah. changes the hue of mm. the screen. As the day progresses, it becomes slightly redder and redder. And so in the evening, you've got a red tint on your screen, which actually calms your, your whole system down. Mm. And, you know, we most people sit with their screens and in their eyes until 11, 12 o'clock at night. So, you know, these are all things that um, we, we've, we've got to stop doing because Absolutely. people don't realise what it's doing to us. And not only their screen, the bright light in their eyes, but they've got their head tilted way forward looking down at the screen or if they're lying in bed, they've got that on their lap and they've got their head up on two or three pillows forcing that head into the forward posture position, which is telling the brain that you're ready to run. So it's changing mm-hmm. the physiology of your every cell in your body, telling it it's primed and ready to run. So what we also what we also <laughs> see when someone's in that constant state of primed, ready to run, they're waiting to be attacked. Every cell physiologically is waiting and it's primed for attack, but you're not being attacked, but it's waiting to be attacked. It's not being attacked, you're waiting. So then after a while you become anxious. You think, why am I feeling so anxious? Then you become depressed. So you go through cycles of anxiety and depression primarily because you're in that constant physiological status of ready to be attacked and you're not. Do you think it would be good to take the herb, that gold stress and the magnesium no matter what? I mean, life is pretty stressful even if you're fairly laid back, isn't it? Yeah, it could be. There are some super laid back individuals who, huh, what? 
there's not many. There's not many of those. There's not many of those. So magnesium is something that you can't store as well. So magnesium is something that is certainly a great thing to have on an ongoing basis. Um, and there's many different ways that you can that you can take magnesium as well. Magnesium, one of the best ways to absorb it quickly is a, a colloidal magnesium form, liquid form, uh, which gets absorbed directly in through the, the intestinal system. Um, but magnesium oils are fantastic as well to be absorbed through the skin. So um, a fantastic thing to be using is magnesium oil as, a, as an underarm deodorant because magnesium um, Unless chloride, you've waxed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found that last week, actually, particularly on the bikini line. It was really stung. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, no wonder she calls you girlfriend. girlfriend. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, yeah, no, not on the day of shaving or waxing do you put magnesium oil in your armpit. But having said that, it inhibits the growth of bacteria because it's a high mm. mineral salt and uh, you're getting it absorbed directly in through your lymphatic systems in the arm, in the armpit. So it's a, it's an awesome thing to use as a natural deodorant, but at the same time you're getting the double whammy of absorbing magnesium into your system. I do a thing every day called a body boost, which has, you know, a carrier oil, essential oils, and the magnesium chloride. And every day, morning and night, you put that on. And I think it's such a powerful tool to make sure you get that magnesium in. You were just saying before about the colloidal. Does that come in drops, does it? Is that what you mean? Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's a liquid form, liquid form of magnesium, yeah. Uh, Uh A really good, I don't know which one you're doing, Wayne, but um, Full Health does a really good magnesium, a colloidal magnesium, um, and that's produced here in Australia. So right. um, I, I don't know which one you, you've got. Uh, going biologi- there. Biological, biological therapies is the one that yeah. we use, and they actually make a medical grade injectable um, mineral um, supplements as well. But their liquid colloidal form of that you that you swallow is probably one of the highest grade. Um, and highest amount of magnesium that, that I've seen anywhere on the market. It gets absorbed really quickly and it's really high high potency. Mm, I like the sound mm. of it. I'm actually on your website right yes. now, my friend. And I've, I've just ordered three I'm, bottles. Yeah, I'm just ordering I've got myself. The adrenal those. stress. Oh, what else do I need? And the glasses. <laughs> Get the glasses, Kimmy. We need the yeah. glasses. And I've got the posture correction mm. device because my back's completely so. Do you think a lower back disc problem could be associated to sitting at my computer, obviously, long periods of time? Is that. Yeah, I mean, lower back, lumbar disc problems, I mean, you know, she, my kids often say if we've got five kids and one's a qualified chiropractor, one's halfway through studying and I've got two others who want to be, so we might get four out of five. And um, But any time we're talking about case studies or patients and, and they'll look at me and they'll go, yeah, let me guess that. It's the S-bomb, isn't it? It's like sympathetic dominance. And I go, well, <laughs> tell me that it's not. Tell me that it's not. Um, but so not, you know, what I'm saying is not everything you can point back to this and there is, we've got to be logical as a, as practitioners and work out what the actual problem is with an individual. So with your situation, it could be a disc problem in your lower back. It could be a facet syndrome. You could have degeneration in that lower, in the facet joints in the lower back, or you could have degenerated disc. It could be posturally driven. It might be driven by posture problems higher up. Um, there could be any one of a, a number of issues that could be causing the lower back problems or pain and the proper clinical evaluation would work out what the best approach is but um, i think it was all of the above yes so so when i come so do i have to come to sale to see you how do people see you or get to understand more of this if they well, 
want more support. That was, that was where my life has actually taken a bit of a turn because I thought writing the book I would be done. But what we did was we sent the book to 40 independent test readers around Australia before we printed it and people in all different walks and of life and, and level of um, knowledge and understanding of the human body. And the feedback that we got was, wow, this is going to change thousands of lives, but who can you recommend I can see as a practitioner in Sydney or in Adelaide or in Perth or in Darwin? And at that point we realised, oh, now we've got to run some practitioner training seminars to get people certified to actually do this work. So we've um, completed our, our first Melbourne uh, training workshop um, last weekend and I've got one in Sydney this weekend uh, training um, chiropractors. I've got one in Perth a couple of weekends after that. So we'll have uh, 100 practitioners trained up um, within the next three weeks and they'll be listed on our practitioner uh, locator on the website on sdprotocol.com. Now, now, Wayne, I say, when, as we're recording this, it's prior to the all-black Wallaby game. I just want to know, you'll be in Sydney at that time. Will you be – who will you be going for? I just need to hear. Look <laughs> 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 about change. I, I, I'm just interested to know who I am interviewing here at the moment. Yeah, I'm not going to disclose that, so that's all right. You can keep guessing. Um, yeah, but, 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 uh, Wayne. It depends who wins, roots? really. I'll let you know. Wayne, where are your roots? Come on. Yeah, Tell yeah. Kimmy where I'll, you're I'll, from. I'll have a chat. I'll have a, well, I, you know, I'll, I'll, um, I'll let you know after the game finishes who I was Oh, no, <laughs> no. You're, you're on live, live podcasting with us now. We need the truth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, so that's hope, ideally, over the as this book rolls out, and over the next several months, we'll have a, a number of practitioners who are trained, and we're getting um, constant emails and requests. Can I do the seminar? And we're booked out in those various locations. So um, we're going to have to run a number of more practitioner training modules, and we'll have um, hopefully practitioners trained all over Australia to do the work. And and not only that way, but I think it's all very good and well people listening to this going, oh, good, I need someone to help me, I need someone to fix me. But maybe also more from a, you know, we we take responsibility for our own health as well. So there could be some, you know, public forums that you actually um, can create or maybe even webinars that allows those of us yes. that are committed to that to actually be that's, a part of the healing process. That's on, that's on the to-do list agenda as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it would be really cool, hey, because I love the way chiropractic is all about supporting people, but it's also supporting people to actually to be in charge of their health, not be the practitioner that has to do it all for them. And I think That's what right. I'm hearing from – sorry, Cindy. No, no, but the practitioner can't do it all, the practitioner. No way. Um, no, but they. that's what I love about this is that the practitioner guides – but they have to put the steps in in their life, just as we've always talked about. You know, they have to start educating themselves, taking responsibility, making sure they make it to their chiropractic appointment. So it's not a, it's not that um, fix me, please. You know, just fix me, which no. is every what yeah, everybody it's, it's wants. Not, it's not, it's not dump the meat on the table and sort it out, and then you're all done. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. Um, well, that's what I think when I put my husband to bed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Karen, uh, sorry. You know, the, <laughs> across the across the board in um, in all health disciplines, there's a forty percent compliance with home exercises. 
that's 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 statistics. That's forty percent of people will, will comply with home routine exercises, be that from a behavioural optometrist with eye exercises, be that from a physiotherapist, be that from a podiatrist, a chiropractor, whoever the person might see. Sixty percent of people don't generally comply with the exercises and wow. home routines. And I know that the people who do this work get amazing changes. And when you walk in a room, and you see someone, you go, "Hey, you've been going with your posture pole?" Oh, yeah, I've I tried. To, oh, I've done it probably once. <laughs> in the last two weeks well guess what it's not going to work um, I had you know, everybody in the office today Wayne you'll be very proud of me I had everybody in the office after my gorgeous chiropractor Mark Possels told me that I needed to do you know to, to help with my lower back doing the tennis ball between the knees and the whole pelvic floor thing and everyone's going what so I had the whole team at the work today everyone down on the floor doing their exercises with me so I was this, sorry was, was this for contraception or what what are you talking about touche <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Touche for the tart. I so love that. <laughs> Hashtag tart. Um, I wanted to know that you mentioned about on the one part of the triangle, obviously the emotional side of it. Does any tea come in or any sort of EFT or anything as well? Part of the, the protocol? Absolutely. And that emotional side of the triangle, you know, it could it, it could be mild. It could be, you know, work stress. It could be, you know, just day-to-day busyness. It could be that person's had a significant emotional trauma in their life, a death of someone close, a horrific experience of, you know, molestation when they were younger or, you know, severe situations that, um, that can plague someone and they may well need, you know, significant and professional help with some of those issues on the emotional side of the triangle and um net is one one certainly one way that people can get some uh, fantastic results with helping unlock um some processes that could be holding them back from an emotional perspective they may need some professional counseling or counseling or psychology assistance to assist as well so it really depends on the level of um issue on that side of the triangle mm. 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 I, I love um I, what i love about um, this whole protocol is that is we're just not looking at one part of the body. We're just not saying, hey, the thyroid's not working, TSH scores are bad, let's give you T3. It's about looking and and I I I say this all the time, is it's not looking mechanistically that there's one thing wrong and let's fix that. It's actually looking exactly. holistically. Yeah. Exactly. Which is which is what I love lot. is we have to start doing this. We have to stop looking and saying, this is what's wrong. Take this pill. You'll be fine. We have to take um, take the look at what's happening not only to the body but the surroundings of the body. As you were saying, you know, you think you're doing all the ends of the triangle, all the, all the edges of the triangle, and then you find that they've got a, a husband or a wife that beats them, you know, or something like yes. that. So yeah. they're in a, yeah. in a horrible relationship. And so... I just mm. think this is the way healthcare needs to go. If we've got to start looking at it holistically with with food, with chemicals, with physical, with you know structure, support, communication, um, and, and then relationships, and then our environment. So I just, like you know, Wayne, I just fell in love with your book when I read it. I was given the absolute privilege to write the foreword for this book, and I've learnt um, that I always read a book before I write a forward and I read the whole book and because um, I have written a forward for one book and then and just flick through the book going, oh, yeah, it's a recipe book, all's good, and then I find margarine and something else in there and the so last thing is I want my name on something like that. So 
you know, when I read this, I just said to Wayne, this will be a bestseller. This will be something that people will want to know, start to make changes and have some really wonderful results. And what I love about it is it's bringing the chiropractic profession to the front of healthcare. And that's where I believe they need to be in the, in not only in crisis care, but also prevention. And what's sad, what's happening with the chiropractic profession at the moment is that they're, you know, they're being condemned um, in the media. Um, Murdoch University has turned into a mechanistic way of looking at chiropractic rather than a vitalistic um, way and I, I just I really hope for the profession that we start to see this vitalism come back and this philosophy come back because I know mechanism's important there are you know if you cut your leg off we're not going to be bloody looking at the adrenal glands we want to look at no. fixing that leg but mm-hmm. I think as far as our healthcare goes we have to start looking vitalistically. Mm. Amen. Amen. Amen, brother, <laughs> girlfriend. Girlfriend's <laughs> on the phone today. <laughs> Wayne, if you could just summarise all of this for us and give give our beautiful listeners some quick go-tos to get on the path to maybe healing adrenal fatigue and stress and, and obviously looking at a whole areas of our health. I know you've said get back to basics with food, but is there anything else you could recommend for the women sitting here, mainly women that listen to this show, that are overwhelmed, that are overworked, that are exhausted and don't have a lot of time for themselves, what would be your go, your top five go-tos to get on this path or top three? <laughs> Hooly dooly. Okay. You want the, sum- <laughs> the summarised quick version? Apart, <laughs> apart from give us a credit card and let us go shopping, I mean, that would be good. But apart from that. <laughs> Kimmy. Spend some, take some time for yourself. Um, I would think would be the, the, the first tip would be to f- help to spend time focusing on yourself and your own health and well-being and not running around after everybody else. I think there's a very simple law that people need to put into place which will make a huge change in their life and that's the law of lesser, lesser pisser. And he's not a French man. It's not lesser pisser. It's not lesser pisser. When people um, are in, confronted with a situation where they're talking to someone, more often than not, they walk away with the other person being less piss off, pissed off than they are. And so people will say, can you do this for me, Cindy? And Cindy's going, yep, no problems, that's okay. And she turns around and walks away and goes, oh, I haven't got time. Why did I say yes to that? So she's frustrated. The other person walks away happy. So you need to turn that law around so that, so that you can say to someone, you know what, I haven't got time to do that today. I can get to it maybe next week. Um, that's not for me to do, but maybe you could ask someone else to do that. So then you walk away more empowered um, so that you're actually reducing that demand and stress that's placed upon that you as an individual um, and having some time to actually focus and allow your body to, to be calmer. Certainly that's a good thing. Um, and I think paramount but then obviously looking at buying the right foods and eating right nutrition nutritional um supplements um posture as we've talked about Mm, posture Um, i think i think posture wayne um people can do right now like i know while i've been you've been talking i've been pushing my shoulders back (laughs) i've been how many many people work on their laptop at home sitting on their lap how many people work on a laptop sitting at their kitchen table at the desk 
simple thing to do when you're looking straight ahead. If you don't wear prescription lenses or you wear single vision lenses, if you're looking straight ahead with a nice, relaxed, upright posture, the top of the screen needs to be level with your eyes physically. And a laptop, that just is not going to work. So all you Mm. need to do is get a plug-in Bluetooth keyboard and lift that laptop up on a box, have it sitting up high, have a separate keyboard so that you're in a a relaxed posture so that your head's not dropped forward. If you're using your iPhone, stick that right up in front of your face when you're texting or um, sending emails. Don't have it sitting down in your lap. Have your arm supported, have it sitting up high. So try and reduce the postural stress that's putting you into that fight or flight mode. Modify your gym exercises that you're doing. Reduce your pec- pectoral work. Uh, reduce that constant sympathetic posture that people would go into. Um, the, would you say can, swimming's we... good, Wayne? Swimming Not is really. a good No, type. it's a shame. Back, back, <laughs> backstroke is, a, is probably the best exercise <laughs> you could do for someone who's in a sympathetic dominant mode. Um, you really probably want to minimise breaststroke, which is um, you know building up pecs particularly, but backstroke would be one of the better strokes oh. to swim to help well, stretch then, and open then, up that thoracic cage. Actually, I really like that because then, Kimmy, you won't see the sharks. You'll be fine. <laughs> yes, I, just to, I can just see you powering backwards out of the ocean while there's a shark screaming shark. I suppose I could scream shark at the same time. <laughs> Sorry, um, I just had to do that little dig there. That's hilarious. <laughs> She's just don't don't listen to it, Wayne. Honestly, seriously, she's tried to get me into the ocean forever, and then tries to tell me that oh my gosh, we were swimming today and there was a shark, but don't worry, it was at the back. And I went, yes, where I would bloody will be. So, yes, and she swims every day. Yeah, well, it tries yeah, honestly, even in the middle of winter. Oh, it's, it's mad. Yeah. With six degrees this morning, um, but insanity. 20 degrees in the water. Oh, it was just stunning. I, I didn't want to get out. It was just beautiful because it was so cold out. <laughs> yeah, I've, got a, I've, got a, I've got a badge I'll give you next time I see you, Cindy. I look forward to it. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so we got to posture. Was there anything else? Sorry. Uh, the whole lot. Um, dampening, you know, really, <laughs> Just you know, get the book. Re- reducing, reducing the that book. sound input. You know, when you buy the book, it's, we've got a summary on the back page, which we, you know, the, you can always read the read the first page and read the last page, and then skim through the guts of it, and you'll you'll get what you need out of it. But uh, and where can we get books. it from? Off of, uh, at the moment, available online. S www.sdprotocol.com.au. S for Sam, and D for Delta. So if I was, I was just, I'm just at the back page now. So control light input, dampen Uh sound input, support your body by taking the right supplements, correct your posture, support and heal the gut, release upper back wind up, Uh calm down the busy brain and exercise the SD way. I love it. I absolutely love it. You're right. I only had to read the back. Now I know what That's to do. The back page. There's the, there's the summary, and then then all the details are in the book for how you specifically can go through that. But how to reduce sound input? How do you dampen that? You know, you might get some wireless headphones to put on the kids if they're watching TV, or turn the volume off, or get them to go into another room, or um, just you know how many how many people are like would you turn that down would you stop tapping that's annoying me people are sensitive to sound so you got to put strategies in place to actually minimize that wind up of that aspect of the brain as well and i think it's really important that people read pages 7 right through to 10 <laughs> And that would be that would be the, the forward from oh. Cindy. <laughs> oh, now it's all making sense. Oh, you're such a dork. 
I love it. How funny you are. It's, no, I look I, I, silly. Like I, yeah. <laughs> but I look, I swear, I when I read it, I just I rang Wayne and I said, I absolutely love this book. This was this is gonna be a bestseller. So for everybody listening, the four to five thousand downloads we get every week. Um, make sure he runs out of books today. <laughs> I, I actually, I've I've bought now. I've, I've, I've bought the, the protocol. Oh, she's bought the lot. Yeah, I've bought the lot. Yeah, I've, I've bought the protocol, too. the glasses, the um, magnesium, and also the stress anti. Yeah, I've got it all. Excellent. Uh, did you did you know that once you buy it, you, if you use them all, then it'll work. No oh, way. Oh, God. Yeah. It's oh, not just about buying it. You actually yeah. use them. Yeah. Oh, and then and it Karen, makes a huge difference. I find it too Karen, hard to just let me, let me just read uh, one of the pages in here. Oh, it says bone broth. See, yes. now why do you have to go and spoil it? <laughs> really? She's vegan. She's vegan, Wayne. And, and just, well, just a, give her a lamb. That'll be fine. <gasps> you just have lamb. Do you know, I have to say, I have to tell you this is absolutely hilarious. I remember when Bone Broth first No started... wonder she's so crook. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, come on. Niceness. <laughs> but I remember there was this woman, I was doing a seminar once and Bone Broth was just starting to become the thing with this particular nutritionist that I knew in Sydney and she was going through one of my events and I told her that I don't eat when I speak. And, oh, for goodness sake, so that night she made me bone broth. Oh, bloody hell. She brought it in in a flask and she said to me, Karen, just try it, just try it. And I was eating meat at that point. And she said, just try it. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Do you know I took a sip of the bone broth and I vomited all over the carpet? Mm. Honestly, it was like I could, and I was eating meat at that time. But it was a lamb one, and she said, "Oh yes, no lamb's probably a bit strong for you." And I went, "Oh she, god, I feel like I'm going to die." She probably didn't scoop all the fat off it, so you probably just drank uh, the top bit. <laughs> and that could have been the gallbladder, Wayne. Oh, it? yes, it could oh, quite have been the gallbladder. Been the gallbladder squirting out. And <laughs> having... Oh, you people, really? <laughs> oh no, I've got my uh, hand, I've got my hand covering my eyes. Why? I don't know. It just makes me feel better. <laughs> Wayne, just before we do finish up, because I know we've come to time. So, I mean, this uh, some of us may not be as extreme as the conditions that you've talked about, but the, your pack, that, that whole complete pack, would, would be still great for any of us. I mean, like I said before, it's very hard to find people that are living a Zen life forever. Uh, That's it. Could we, yeah. we would all benefit from this, would we not? Absolutely. When you look at the vast majority of society, most of us, have, if not every day, there's certainly periods of time when we're in a fairly significant state of wind-up. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Is there a special coupon code for those of us that say that you're a hunk or that you're amazing <laughs> or oh, I'm, I'm just checking? Oh, well, it's too damn late. I've already placed my order. Wayne, yeah, I yeah, and I can, I can you give have... you. I'll give you. I'll give you a hug next time if if you think that's oh. appropriate. <laughs> awesome. Oh, Wayne, I just want you to know you have two new girlfriends. Totes. Yeah, oh, totes. Good, two new girlfriends. Good. Yeah, we'll yeah, all yeah. be able to go skipping along the beach hand in hand together. Hey, I'm in Melbourne soon, Wayne. I'm going to come and visit you. That would be yeah, awesome. It'd be our pleasure to host you. Uh, I, I, you're saying skipping along the beach. How about we all go for a wax together? I mean, that sounds far more. <laughs> and, then, and then put magnesium on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sounds like fun. Oh, you're <laughs> hilarious. 
thank you. Thank you, Wayne. We've loved it. It's been an awesome yeah, show. Yeah, absolutely. I just, and in actual fact, Wayne, I just want you to know that your voice um, has also been a very calming influence um, in the this last hour. Oh no, we don't often have men. Um, that we interview it's it's usually it's the three of us or women I don't think we've interviewed Stuart Goff who had a very calming voice um, and now you Wayne so I think I've actually done just a little bit of my um, SD protocol tonight thank you good good it's not not quite not quite Deepak melody but it's, it's no it's no be. or Eckhart Tolle definitely no. not Eckhart Tolle <laughs> <laughs> but it was oh. lovely it's been awesome, Wayne. Thank you so much. Your wisdom has been amazing and everything that you've shared is no doubt going to really bring a lot of awareness and open up a lot of eyes. So thank you from the bottom of our bottoms. <laughs> it's my pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> so for everybody who's been listening to today's podcast, make sure that you follow Wayne up and you go to his website where you can pick up a copy of his book. I'm just bringing it up on the – it's SD Protocol dot com dot au so make sure that you head on over there and as cindy said sell that out go nuts <laughs> every household should have a copy i'm sure of it so um make all of your posts and your comments at our facebook page at all the w's dot facebook.com forward slash up for a chat you can also post all of your comments and questions for wayne um at our uh what am i saying on the wellness couch.com <laughs> forward slash up for a chat. I don't know why I get so tongue-tied these days with it. Even then I just said, see, I can't say tongue-tied. <laughs> see, SD protocol needed for Karen Smith. Oh, bring it on. Bring Put it your on. red Hurry lenses up. on. Hurry up, Australia Post. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Join us here in Up for a Chat next week and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. We're going to see you on the ride. Bye, everybody. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.